Hello. Welcome to the Myths and History of Ancient Greece. Chapter 17. A Hero's Work is Never Done. Last time, we left Heracles in the underworld, about to take on Kerberos, the dog owned by Hades. Heracles advanced upon the Hound of Hades, completely unarmed. Kerberos watched him approach and snarled menacingly. The three heads all growled and barked loudly, and the serpent he had in place of a tail writhed and hissed threateningly. Heracles continued to advance. The great hero decided there was only one way of getting hold of the crazy angry dog. He grabbed Kerberos by the body and began to squeeze, being careful to keep out of the way of all of the heads and the serpent tail. Kerberos growled and snarled, but Heracles would not let go. All three of the heads tried to bite Heracles, but they couldn't reach. The dog struggled, and one of the heads managed to get a bite in. The lion's hide which Heracles wore was too thick, and the bite just hurt the poor dog's teeth. At last, Kerberos began to find it difficult to breathe, and he stopped struggling. Heracles led the nice little doggy out of the underworld, and took him all the way back to Eurystheus. As soon as Heracles arrived in Tiryns, he presented the Hound of Hades to the king. "'I am free!' he shouted. "'My last labour is complete!' He flung the dog on the floor in front of Eurystheus. Kerberos, who didn't like sunlight or anything about the earth, charged at the king, snarling his awful snarl. Eurystheus, of course, ran away in fear and jumped into his jar. Heracles laughed and left Tiryns for the last time. He carried Kerberos back to the shores of the Styx and returned him to the underworld. At last, he was free. But a hero's work is never done. First, Heracles decided he needed to marry again and have a few more children, so there were some heroes left after he died. He learned that Eurytos, king of Oikalia, was offering his beautiful daughter in marriage to anyone who could defeat him in an archery contest. Eurytos had taught Heracles archery, and his daughter, Iole, was very beautiful. Heracles decided he was destined to win the contest, and he strode off to enter. Of course, Heracles defeated Eurytos, but the king went back on his side of the deal. He refused to allow Iole to marry the hero and sent him away. One of his four sons, a chap called Iphitos, supported Heracles, telling his father he really should stick to the deal. Heracles strode off and planned revenge. Before too long, twelve of Eurytos's cattle went missing. Everyone in Oikalia suspected the hero had stolen the cattle. Iphitos followed the cattle tracks and found they led to Tiryns. This just made him more convinced that Heracles had pinched them. Iphitos accused Heracles of the theft. Big mistake. Heracles was a hero, but as we know, he was also a man with a bit of a temper. He took Iphitos up to the highest tower in Tiryns. Look around you, he shouted angrily. Can you see any cattle belonging to your father? Show me where they are grazing. When Iphitos admitted he couldn't see them, Heracles got even more cross. Then you have falsely accused me of being a thief, he roared. Heracles got more and more angry and went a bit mad. He picked up Iphitos and threw him off the tower to his death. Now, Heracles has a bit of a problem with getting cross and killing people, doesn't he? He also has a bit of a problem with grudges. If someone offends him or doesn't do what they said they'd do, Heracles wants revenge. In the case of Iphitos, though, it was very bad. Iphitos had supported him when he won the contest and wanted to marry Iole. But it was even worse. Although he had become very angry when Iphitos hinted he'd stolen the cattle, Heracles had actually stolen the cattle. He realised he'd done something very wrong and went off to be purified of the crime. Heracles was in for a shock. 
He was refused purification by Nelios, king of Pylos in Messina. The troubled hero went to the oracle at Delphi to ask for advice. Even this didn't get him anywhere. The priestess refused to answer him because of his crime. You murdered your guest, she said. I have nothing for you. Now, can you guess what Heracles did here? Did he bow down and beg for forgiveness and advice? Did he walk away to think about how he could make up for his crime? No, of course not. He just got angry. He seized the priestess's sacred tripod and declared that this oracle was completely useless and he was going to set up one of his own. The oracle, though, as we know, belonged to Apollo. The Olympian rocketed down to earth and fought with Heracles. Zeus realised a fight between Apollo and Heracles could not possibly end well, so he sent down a thunderbolt and separated them. He punished Heracles. The oracle told him he could only be purified of his crime after he had been sold as a slave and worked for his new master for three years. Heracles had calmed down by now and realised he had no choice. Wearily he looked forward to three more years of working for somebody else. He was auctioned as a slave and bought by Queen Omphale of Lydia. All this just goes to show it pays to control your temper. And remember, a hero's work is never done. Well, things got a bit strange while Heracles was Omphale's slave. She owned him so she could do whatever she liked with him. She really took this to heart and she did whatever she liked with him. She demanded he hand over his lion skin and club and she wore them instead. He, meanwhile, was forced to wear women's clothes and help other servants with weaving and spinning. This is probably not what Heracles had in mind when he was sold as a slave to the Queen, but he didn't seem to mind too much. He still had time to do a few heroic things. He killed a giant snake which was plaguing the land. He removed all the enemies of the kingdom. He came across a strange man called Silius, who forced passers-by to hoe his garden for him. Heracles grabbed the hoe from the silly man and killed him with it. He also killed Lityerses, who challenged people to a harvesting competition and beheaded them when they lost. Heracles, of course, won the competition and beheaded Lityerses. After three years, Omphale freed Heracles. But a hero's work is never done. Heracles, of course, did not learn from his mistake. He was still an angry man. He was still a strong man. Most of all, he was still a man who bore a grudge. He decided to spend the next few years of his life getting revenge on people who had upset him. Sadly for the Greek world, there were many people that had upset him. It was time for vengeance. The first person on the list was Laomedon, king of Troy. As we know, Laomedon had promised his daughter Hesione and the two magic horses of Zeus when Heracles killed the sea monster threatening the city. Neither Hesione nor the horses had been delivered, and it was quite clear Laomedon was not going to pay up. Heracles gathered a small army and headed to Troy. Laomedon was in for a bad time. Along with Heracles came his friend Telamon. Heracles and Telamon had met at a feast where Heracles had blessed his friend. He knew Telamon was about to have a son, and he prayed to Zeus, O oh, father, send Telamon a fine son, with skin as tough as my lion pelt. The blessing was granted. Telamon's son became one of the greatest warriors in Greece, and we will hear more about him soon. His name was Ajax. Heracles and Telamon landed near Troy and the led the army towards the city. Heracles was a hero and he really couldn't be bothered with a long siege, so he ordered an immediate attack. Telamon was brave and strong, and it was he who first breached the walls of the great city. Just as he did so, he realised his mistake. 
Heracles may have been his friend, but war was more important to the great hero. It was clearly his right to be first into the city, and he drew his sword. Telamon knew that Heracles was jealous and cross with him. He was in danger. He was a clever chap, though, and he quickly bent down and collected some stones. "'What on earth are you doing?' asked Heracles, sword still drawn and ready. "'I am building an altar to the great Heracles the victor,' replied Telamon. "'I leave the sack of Troy to you.' Heracles calmed down and was very pleased. He charged into the city, sacked it, and killed lots of people. Then he killed King Laomedon. Then he killed all of his sons except one. Podarches had told his father that Hesione and the magic mares should be given to Heracles. The hero let him live, but threw him in with the slaves which were about to be sold. Heracles told Hesione she could let one slave go, and she chose her brother. Podarches was released and given a new name. He was called Priam, which means redeemed. When Heracles left Troy, he put Priam on the throne. We will meet the king of Troy again before too long. Hesione married Telamon. Hera still hated Heracles, and she sent a storm to blow him off course as he sailed away from Troy. Soon they were blown to the island of Kos. Zeus punished Hera for interfering with his favourite son's mission, and he punished her by hanging her upside down from Olympus on a golden chain, anvils tied to her feet. Heracles left Kos. But a hero's work is never done. Heracles had more revenge planned. King Augeas had promised to give Heracles some cattle in payment for clearing out his stables. He had not paid up, and so the hero marched on Elis with an army. Augeas heard that he was coming and raised an army of his own, led by Eurytos and Creatos. These two were twins who had joined at the waist. They were fierce and strong, and they killed Heracles' half-brother Iphicles. Heracles was too powerful for them in the end, and he defeated them. He then put Augeas and his sons to death, and put a friend of his on the throne. In celebration, he threw the biggest set of games ever held. They were known as the Olympic Games. But a hero's work is never done. The city of Pylos had helped the people of Elis in their fight with Heracles. Also, the king of the city was none other than Neleus, who had refused to purify Heracles of the crime of killing Iphitos. Heracles killed Neleus and ten of his sons in battle. The youngest son, called Nestor, was not around at the time, and he survived, and became an important character in the Trojan War. The eldest son was called Perichilimos. He had been given special powers by his grandfather, Poseidon. He could change his shape and become anything he wanted to be. One moment he would be an eagle, next he would be a butterfly or a fox. Sometimes he was a lion, and sometimes he was a snake. When Heracles attacked him, he became a lion and then a serpent. Then he turned himself into an ant and disappeared. Athena appeared and pointed out to Heracles the ant that was really his enemy. The shape-changer knew he'd been spotted and changed into an eagle. He tried to fly away, but Heracles shot him with an arrow. So, now Heracles had had his revenge on most of his enemies. Maybe it was time to settle down. But a hero's work is never done. Despite all this travelling around and revenge-getting, Heracles had still not found a new wife. He remembered the promise he had made to Meliagros when they met in the underworld. He had promised to marry the dead hero's sister, Dinera. Heracles set off to find the lucky girl. Many, many men came to the palace of King Oeneus to ask for the hand of Dinera in marriage. Many immortals also came. 
Most ran away when they saw that Heracles was up against them, but one immortal was brave enough to take him on. The river god Achelous was very keen to marry the girl. Denera, though, was not at all keen. Achelous could change into a bull, a serpent or a man. When he was a man, he still looked a bit like a bull, and water constantly flowed from his shaggy beard. Poor Denera would rather have died than married him. Oeneus asked Heracles why he should be allowed to marry his daughter. The hero replied he was the son of Zeus, which was a pretty good thing. He had performed twelve famous labours, and everyone had heard of him. Anyone would be happy to have him as a husband. Achelous just laughed at him and insulted him. Heracles challenged the river god to a wrestling match. Heracles may have been mortal, but he was as strong as most of the immortals. He began to get the upper hand in the fight, and pretty soon had wrestled Achelous onto his back and pinned him down. Achelous just turned himself into a snake and slithered away. Heracles laughed. I strangled serpents in my cradle, he shouted. Achelous turned back into a bull and charged, but Heracles grabbed both of his horns and flung him to the ground. He hit the ground so hard that one of his horns broke off. Achelous slunk away in shame. Heracles had won. Heracles and Denera married and settled in Calydon, where they had plenty of children, including Hylos, their eldest son. Trouble was never far away for Heracles, though, and it was an unfortunate event that forced him to flee his new home. During a banquet in the palace, one of King Oneus's servants annoyed Heracles. Heracles, being Heracles, got cross and struck out at the young man. He didn't really mean to hurt him, but he was so strong the servant dropped dead. Heracles was forced to flee from Calydon, and the couple second settled in Trachis. On their way to their new home, they encountered the centaur Nessos. As we know, he was one of the few centaurs who had escaped when they last encountered Heracles. He was acting as a ferryman across the river Eunos, and he offered to carry them. Heracles said he was far too strong to need help crossing the river, but he would pay Nessos to carry his wife. Denera hopped onto the centaur's back, and they started across the river. Halfway across, though, Nessos attacked her. Heracles saw what was going on and shot the centaur with one of his arrows, tipped with the poisonous blood of the hydra. As he lay dying, the centaur got his revenge on Heracles. He told Denera to gather some of the blood from the wound around his arrow wound. The blood is a love potion, he said. If you ever feel your husband no longer loves you, then you should feed him some. Never again, once he's had the potion, could he love another woman. Denera carefully collected some of the blood and took it with her on the journey to Trachis. Heracles and Denera lived peacefully in Trachis for many years. During this time, Heracles carried out great heroic deeds. But a hero's work is never done. Well, actually, a hero's work could have been done. He could simply have had a nice life with his nice wife, but he was Heracles. Eventually, he realised he hadn't had his revenge on anyone recently, and so he decided to have some more. This time he chose Eurytos, who had gone back on his agreement that Heracles could marry Iole. Off he set, with an army, to Oikalia. He didn't have much trouble defeating Eurytos, and he carried off the beautiful Iole. He brought the poor girl all the way back to Trachis. And this is when his fate was sealed. Can you guess what happened? When she saw the beautiful young Iole, Denera was jealous. She looked at Iole and knew that Heracles would fall in love with her. She had to do something. Then, of course, she remembered Nessos. She reached up to her top shelf and took down the jar which contained the centaur's blood. 
Convinced it was a love potion, she devised a plan. She smeared the potion all over the inside of a fine robe and sent the robe to her husband. Heracles received his present and he thought it was great. The next day, he and Hylos were to go up to Cape Canyon and make a sacrifice to Zeus. Heracles decided to wear his lovely new robe. As soon as he put it on, he cried out in pain. The hydra's poison began to eat into his flesh. Hylos dragged his father home and raged at his mother for what she had done. Deneira killed herself when she found out. Heracles was ready for death. He had a funeral pile, pyre built and lay on it. He asked everyone to light it for him so that he could die and be released from his pain. But nobody would. Maybe they didn't want him to die. Maybe they were so scared of him that they were too frightened to do it. Eventually, the Argonaut, Poes, king of Marlis, agreed to light the fire. Heracles, very grateful, gave, his, gave the king his bow and the poisoned arrows. Poes gave them to his son, Philoctetes. This young man would also have a part to play in the Trojan War. At last, the fire burned and Heracles was about to die. Unlike every other mortal, though, he was pulled up to Olympus. Hera forgot her hatred of the son of Zeus and she welcomed him to the home of the gods. Heracles became immortal and married Hebe, the daughter of Hera. Zeus set an image of his son in the sky where it became the constellation Hercules. So we have heard the story of the greatest hero of them all. The children of Heracles remained powerful for a long time but we will not hear too much more about them. We have finished our tales of the Greek heroes. It is now time to tell the last long tale. It is time to hear about the Trojan War. Next week, we will hear the first of nine chapters about the Trojan War. Until then, have a great week, and I'll speak to you next time.